catching a rideshare into orbit. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Jeffrey Roberts, Senior Director of Mission Management at Spaceflight. Thank you very much for having me, Tanya. Of course. What does Spaceflight do? So Spaceflight is a rideshare aggregator. So that means that we take small satellites all across the world and put them on various rockets. So we're a launch service provider without our own rocket. We use rockets from the United States, India, New Zealand, European Union, even Russian rockets to launch our customers into space. The task of lifting payloads into space transitions from government to the private sector. Who are the customers for those services and what kinds of payloads do they send out? Yeah, so we see a, a huge increase in the commercial space sector and a lot of it's revolving around small satellites and their increased capabilities over the last few decades. Uh, you can generally categorize these companies as Earth observation, ones that are watching the Earth to collect data. Uh, you can also call them uh, Internet of Things and also other telecommunications. So fostering a, a connected community within the Earth. What's the process of securing a spot on a launch vehicle? What are some of the steps, maybe considerations involved? So there's a, a lot of steps. Some of the first ones are how big are you and what uh, form factor are you? So different size satellites can fit in different rockets and different mass uh, satellites can fit on different types of dispensers. So we look at the size and classification of the satellite and we figure out what type of separation system, which is a key element, because once you get the rocket to space, you need some way to get off of the rocket. And then we uh, match those two together and find the right flight for the customer. Are there maybe size and weight limitations, hazardous material limitations? And do regulators have to approve what you send? Well, the answers to all those is yes. So size, there's definitely two major form factors that we deal with in the small sat community. There's the CubeSat form factor, which is based off of a 1U, which is a 10 centimeter square or cubicle uh, spacecraft. And you can have up to about a 12U or even 16U spacecraft. Each U is a 10 uh, centimeter cube block. And uh, you do have to look at what hazardous materials there are. Uh, for small satellites, that's not too common. Uh, we generally see uh, very few hazardous type payloads. Um, but yes, regulators do have to approve the launch of every single satellite. And, no, and that's generally whatever the uh, nationality the satellite comes from. They have some national licensing that they need to do. And almost all of them have to coordinate with the uh, ITU, International Telecommunications Union, for frequency allocation. What lead times are involved and how difficult is it to make changes once an initial plan is filed? Yeah, so the lead times can vary. Uh, generally, like to see uh, 12 months of advanced lead time, uh, but lately that has been, we're able to reduce that by having a flexible payload architecture. And uh, not only does that help our customers sign later, uh, even as late as three or four months before a launch, but that also helps us moving customers from one rocket to another rocket in case one rocket suffers uh, delays or a failure, we can move customers from one mission to another mission. That's kind of the value proposition that spaceflight brings to the launch industry. What liability risks do space rideshare customers assume by putting their materials, experiments, and, and satellites in orbit? Well, one of the main things is uh, that we follow is something called do no harm. So the spacecraft has to be designed to survive the launch environments, uh, meaning it can't fall apart uh, during the rocky ride to space. Uh, once it's on orbit and deployed successfully, they have the same liability that most other satellite customers have. 
does the near future hold for the private launch industry? What should investors, entrepreneurs, and maybe anybody else watch for as the industry matures? Well, it's a, a very dynamic time in the launch industry. Uh, you have, of course, everyone is familiar with SpaceX who came onto the market about 10, 12 years ago. And now they've drastically reduced launch prices across the board. And many of the traditional launch providers are trying to follow suit. There's also a large host of new innovative launch vehicle companies that are soon coming to market. One that has is uh, Rocket Lab with their electron vehicle that's catering to the small satellite market. And there's numerous others like Relativity and Firefly that are coming to the market very soon. So you'll see a lot of uh, these smaller launch vehicles being able to take customers to dedicated orbits when those customers need it. And you'll still have the big, large companies like SpaceX doing uh, rideshare missions where they aggregate many smaller launch, uh, launch payloads all at once to get a cheaper ride to space. So it's a very dynamic time and uh, the proof is in the launching. Once uh, they start launching, then you know that company's doing well. Jeffrey Roberts, Senior Director of Mission Management at Spaceflight. If somebody wants to connect with you, Jeffrey, how can they do that? Well, you can go to our website, www.spaceflight.com, and look at all of our launch opportunities there. If you want to connect with me personally, please look me up at LinkedIn, Jeffrey Roberts. Thanks again, Jeff. All right. Thank you very much, Tanya. Appreciate it. Of course. And find more of my interviews right here or on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube, or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.